I'm sorry, everyone. We have been jargled. <laughs> I, I'm so jargled right now. Life is rough here at the Skeleton Crew Podcast, but we'll power through it because we don't miss an episode. Yet. We haven't yet, so, like, I want to try to at least get to, like, 100 without a missed episode. <laughs> and, you know, we, we stay on that grind 24-7. Hustle. 100% emoji. 100% emoji. Uh, 110. Uh, hustle for sports. <sighs> we we hustle for the sport. Hi, Strauss. How's it going? <laughs> it's going all right. I know uh, Sardo over here is not having the best of time. We're the Skeleton Crew Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Strauss. That's Sardo. Um, hey. We're talking about Don Bluth movies tonight. Uh, this this took me back. So, uh, I guess, Sardo, I'll let you start us off and tell us, who be the Don's Bluth? Don Bluth is a man who used to work for the former multimedia conglomerate source of universal evil that is Disney. The the Walt Disney Company. The those fuckers who what make the cartoons. Uh and Don Bluth is an extremely talented gentleman. Uh whatever our opinions are of his work, we'll get into that, but I think Strauss I can say baseline. Don Bluth is really, really good at making them moving pictures. Yeah, especially when they're drawn. The drawn moving yeah. pictures specifically. He, he make them draw and move in pictures, and they look real nice. And eventually, Don Bluth broke away from the Disney Corporation, which was a ballsy fucking move, to make his own little independent studio and make his own move and draw and picture movies. And he had varying degrees of success with that. You might know him for such small indie joint ventures as The Land Before Time. All of them. Uh, he did All Dogs Go to Heaven. He did Secret of Nim. He did Rockadoodle. We'll get to later, Don Bluth. But first, we're going to start with... I... No, I keep going. I, no, but you you couldn't be an American child and not know a Don Bluth movie, whether you know it was him or not. There is like a point in time where I would say of a certain age where every yeah. child in America saw at least one Don Bluth movie. And especially if you are a person in their early to mid thirties, oh, our age. If if you're if you're a millennial born between nineteen eighty to about nineteen ninety five, yeah, you've you've seen a Don Bluth movie at some point. Mm hmm. I think that's a fair. Yeah, even if you don't know the guy by name you know him you've seen at least one of his movies so i guess we're going to open this up this discussion today with uh, a very important question to you el sartorino uh what mm -hmm. is your favorite don bluth movie <sighs> that's that's a tough question i'm gonna be a little basic and stay probably anastasia that's right, folks. That was a Don Bluth movie. Some people it's, still... It's... Well, okay, in fairness, it now is a Disney movie. <laughs> yeah, well, now it is, but I'm not going to acknowledge that. Uh, also, yeah, Don Bluth also animated a Scissor, a Scissor Sister music video. He did the music video for Mary. He did an animated scene from that. But that's not the important thing. Anastasia is probably my my favorite Don Bluth film. It's beautiful to behold. It gets a little scary in places. And, and that's something we'll get into is that Don Bluth is really well known for his kind of 
overly saccharine work that there's some stuff that it gets way into like the cutesy but Don Bluth can do scary when he I wants don't know to. okay so this is where things get weird because maybe this is because I'm te- technically because like the Don Bluth movies I grew up with were not the very saccharine ones because here, here's what I will say about Don Bluth my favorite Don Bluth movie is probably I guess an American tale, maybe Secret of Nim. Good choices. You you like them cartoon mice? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm first. I first. I'm guess. I'm going to say while I'm here, is I'm going to name some of the mo- Disney movies he worked on, just so we know where mm-hmm. he came from. Right. And then I have a story about a different one of his movies that's way funnier. <laughs> okay. So, first things first, here's some of the movies he worked on that weren't by him specifically. I'm trying to, like, uh, find the exact movies. Hold on. I've got the Wikipedia article pulled up. Yeah, but it only really does... uh... You know, he was... uh... I'm trying to look at all the stuff from before then. No, he was on, uh, he, he worked on Sleeping Be- Beauty, The Sword he and the sure Stone, did. uh, stuff like Groovy Ghoulies. The, the, the well-known and well-loved Groovy Ghoulies. He was a layout artist on, you know, the Teenage Witch. He was a character animator on, Ro- on the Robin Hood movie. Uh-huh. Uh, an animator on several shorts for Winnie the Pooh. He was the mm-hmm. director animator for Bernard and Miss Bianca, specifically for The Rescuers. Loved that movie. And, and we, we should know that in animation, there's a lot of, like, people who are important, like, director parts for different parts because animation is kind of a complicated process because you're turning drawings into moving pictures. So there you it, go. It, there's, a, there's a lot of moving parts in there. He did the animated sequence in Xanadu. <laughs> he did the. Um, I've seen Xanadu. Have you seen Xanadu? I have Street? also seen Xanadu. It's not good. It's not a good it's, movie. It's really bad. And but, uh, but the, the animation, la- very nice. Yeah, the last Disney movie he worked on, unaccredited, mind you, is Fox and the Hound. He animated the Widow Tweed. Well, he was a character animator. His first directorial debut is Secret of Nim, and that's basically where we're going to start with him as a director. Mm-hmm. Also, he's on Twitter. He is on Twitter. Still alive. <laughs> yeah, I, and I, I kept going back to, like, because I kept wanting to say Don Bluth is dead, and I kept reusing, like, past tense. Or, he's like, no, Don Bluth is very much alive. <laughs> yeah, no, you're thinking of Richard Williams. Yeah. Different guy. Also uh, important animator, different person. <laughs> yeah. He did Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It's true. Also a movie we're probably going to have to talk about. In oh, full. fuck yeah, we are. But anyway, so Don Bluth fa- breaks off from Disney in like sort of the late-ish 70s, early 80s. And he has his directorial debut of Secret of Nim, which <laughs> is a fantastic movie. It's good. Probably scarred some children for life. <laughs> uh, that's a theme here. I would say from 1982 to uh, 1989, Don Bluth ma- has made at least three movies that have scarred at least one child per li- for life. And that's sort of the Bluth renaissance, yeah. if, if you will. The Bluthissance, <laughs> it, it really. See, like, the, that's the what he means. Yeah, no, absolutely. But the thing is, Don Bluth is famous for making movies that scare the children. He's very good at it. Yeah. Because Secret Nim has, like, a bunch of scary stuff in it. An American tale forces kids to deal with xenophobia and racism and the mouse of Minsk. And, and confronting the grueling reality of being an immigrant in a land that doesn't especially, you know, want you or like you or try to embrace you. And that's fucked up. And the land before time is 
60 minutes of, like, a lot of tragedy. <laughs> a lot of fucked up shit happens in the first My, uh, I, I This is going to be the first of many stories of Strauss speaks about his sisters. <laughs> his <laughs> literal sisters. I remember because my older sister, like, was talking about it because we uh, i'm not sure which dvds you not dvds i i'm sorry th th these were older these were vhs tapes <laughs> oh, that God. your family had but for my family one of them was a land before time same here and my sister had was like yeah i hadn't seen it in a while while so i'm going to go watch it again and also because like it's short as fuck it's like 60 minutes mm -hmm. it is a very short movie i'm sorry it's 69 minutes nice there it is <laughs> but you know so you watch it and it's just and she's like oh my god she was like god this movie's depressing <laughs> <laughs> like his mom dies in the first like two minutes <laughs> and it doesn't oh, yeah, get little it doesn't get better. Littlefoot's got kind of a bleak existence in the beginning, and yeah, and it's there. There's a lot of Land Before Time movies, by the way. I'm not sure how many you know that there are, but there's a lot of them. As as somebody who deals with like an influx of new movies for children on a pretty regular basis as part of their job. There is more Land Before Time films than there is any right to be. Okay, Sardo, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. How many do you think there are? And when do you think the last one was released? <laughs> that... Oh, God. That, that, la that last shit came out, like, easily within the 2020s. Um... It's it's at least in the tens of movies. How 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 close am I, Strauss? It, the last movie, Land Before Time, fourteen, <laughs> came out seven years ago, <laughs> in two thousand sixteen. Well, broken clock is right once a day. Holy shit! Because <laughs> I know I've watched several of the sequels. I know I watched like the second one, probably the third one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to remember which one had this, the guys, the, the dinosaurs just thinking about eating eggs. I remember the egg. Eggs. Eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to find which one that is, and I'm trying to remember by title. No, I think that's the second one. Uh. <sighs> Oh, I'm trying to figure out who. I'm looking at the the Land Before Times character page, and I'm like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Who <laughs> up on the Land Before Time character wiki? That's uh, a that's a terrifying prospect. <laughs> I that's that statement scares me, but I remember uh, that song about eggs and about eating eggs. Which is sung. I, there it is. It's sung by Jeff Bennett and Rob Paulson. That's the people. Very nice. Because they play Ozzy. And like, I think his name is Strut. <laughs> true confession. Once in a while, when when I'm gonna eat like a good old hard boiled egg or a deviled egg, because you know I, I, I get to jonesing for eggs sometimes. I will, without fail, remember that song, and I'll I'll think about it. And it's like, yeah, yeah. It, it's not. It, not. By the way, do you have no? There's no need to watch the ten thousand sequels to. <laughs> you d don't, don't. There are. I don't know why you would. Thirteen other movies for it. Nothing. Nothing is good by the thirteenth iteration. <laughs> it's. Just don't, don't do it. Yeah, once the Mormon left, things got bad fast. <laughs> That's but, a true statement. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yes, a 
Don Bluth is also a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, Don Bluth is a Mormon. Yeah. Pretty sure he still is. I don't I think know. So. I haven't... Yeah. Which, as speaking as somebody who has, you know, quite a few members of the Mormon faith within my extended family, knowing that makes so much about his work makes so much oh, more sense. Yeah, no, it, it, what's so interesting about his work is once you realize he's a Mormon, a lot of, like, the weird, like christian imagery and thought processes in his work something goes oh yeah it's like i'm i'm not a member of any particular faith myself but having grown up around a lot of it just on the periphery it's like oh yeah uh-huh <laughs> yeah especially all dogs go to heaven <laughs> yes all dogs go to heaven makes way more sense when you realize he is a mormon <laughs> so on that note, Strauss, because I, I don't think you can talk about Don Bluth without talking about All Dogs Go to Heaven. Well, what do you think of All Dogs Go to Heaven? You know, it's been a long time since I watched it, and I do believe we it's we either had the first or the second one on my in the catalog of uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, the VHS rack, if you will, the shelf. Yeah. It's, uh, I think it's a good movie. The it original. is a very good movie. It yes. is also the last Don Bluth movie to be, like, outright terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like, because, just to give you an idea here, he would direct Rockadoodle after this. <laughs> He goes downhill. Okay, I will say though, he makes Anastasia in 1997. Uh, no, no writing credits, but the guy did give us Rasputin. Yeah. Well, it's... okay, here's the way I put it. I don't. Anastasia is not that good of a movie. It really isn't. It's not bad. I think it's. I. I think it's a totally fine movie. It is definitely not his best work. Strauss, I know you can't see my face right now. You're, you're I want, so I want you, I, I want you to stop for a second, and I want to, you to picture the face I am making at you. It is very disapproving. I imagine you just took a pencil and drew on angry eyebrows. I that that is exactly what I'm doing. Actually, I love Anastasia. I want to make that abundantly clear. I like that as a movie, but I'm willing to also cop to the fact that. By his standards, well, okay, by the standards of the 90s, it's by far his best movie. <laughs> and mind you, really good. mind you, that has a lot more to do with the fact that the three movies he made before this are The Pebble and the Penguin, uh -huh. uh, A Troll in Central Park, which is maybe the only movie he actually made for babies. It, mm, yeah. Yeah. It's it, it's beautifully animated. None of these movies look like okay, we need oh. to, we should mention this. All of these movies look great. Everything Don Bluth makes looks good. It he, looks scrumptious. He is a master animator. Duh. He's he's so fucking good if you just let him draw. He's he's got kind of the Kubo curse, don't you think? That in a way he's he's got a bit of the the Kubo curse. Well, sort of. Like the thing is with with Don Bluth is that he's not a writer. He's not. He does not have writing credits on a whole lot of stuff. No, he has. He he. he I, I'm gonna I'm going down the Wikipedia page. I will mention what he's a writer on. He did not write. The small one, which was a short that he did. Uh-huh. He, which is, uh... Oh, that looks like, that looks biblical. <laughs> uh, yep. he did, he, he did the story for, uh, Secret of Him, but that's based after a book, so he didn't write that. He also wrote Banjo the Woodpile Cat, which you will all know and love. Yeah, and everyone's heard favorite. Of. <laughs> uh, he didn't write in, I know he didn't write in American Tale. No. 
He didn't write a land before time. He helped do the story of all dogs go to heaven, Rockadoodle, and a troll in Central Park. The only movie he officially wrote of his is Thumbelina, which I remember very vividly because I know I've seen that movie way too many times. Also, Godfrey voiced as one of the characters yeah. in it. Also, not his best work, but by the standards of him in the 90s, it's his second best movie from that time period. <laughs> which is painful to say. Yeah. Like, Anastasia is a good movie in the sense that, like, it's very watchable. It's got an awesome villain song. But with Christopher Lloyd doing it, and that's great. I also want you to choose your words very carefully when you talk about the movie that had Once Upon a December in it. Show some respect. That's also a good song in it. I do. I do. I, I, I'm going to be super honest with you, Sardo. I saw an even worse Anastasia movie recently that is so flagrantly bad, <laughs> but also incredible. Fucking... I, I, I need to tell you about this movie real quick. Hold on. Quick aside. Okay. I saw this horrible Anastasia movie that has Zar Nicholas II played by uh, the guy who played Superman in Superman Returns. Uh-huh. And he looks nothing like the Zar. He doesn't even have any facial hair. Uh-huh. Um, she gets sent forward into the future, into the 1980s. The Go best on. part about this movie is that Rasputin is in it, and he's not the bad guy in this one. He's actually a good guy who gets brainwashed by an evil witch that never gets named and works with Lenin, who looks n really bad. This movie, hold on, I need to look up what this movie's title is. Uh, what is this movie called? No, it's not this one. This is actually good. <laughs> Like, it's, 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 you have to understand, Sardo. Like, by comparison, Bluth's Anastasia is not just a masterpiece, it is an all-time classic. <laughs> that is such untouchable, by comparison. I just, I want you to, to fucking speak of my favorite Bluth film <laughs> with some respect. Oh, no, I, I like it. I want, I, <laughs> I want you to understand. I am saying this other Anastasia movie is so bad. And I mean so flagrantly bad that it makes, like, Bluth's Anastasia movie look like it was animate. it was the animation done for uh, The Thief and the Cobbler. Like mm -hmm. that level, and you know what I mean when you've seen the Thief and the Cobbler. Yes, I have. And you know what I mean when I say like Don Bluth is a master animator, but like Richard Williams poured poured his heart and soul into that movie, and all of his money. <laughs> yes. Like that's not an insult to Don Bluth. This is more of a statement of Don Bluth was not nearly insane enough to animate that movie that way. <laughs> uh, the Thief and the Cobbler is like an animator breaking movie. <laughs> I mean, it basically broke several. <laughs> it also was a great place where a lot of them learned. The point is, uh, The Thief and the Cobbler is like a passion project, and it is meant to be, like, animated perfectly. Which Don Bluth wasn't going to do because he was trying to also, you know, make a movie. <laughs> He's trying to, like, live and exist and make, you know, make stuff. This is not an insult to Don Bluth. Now, anyway, the thing is, other okay, other thing I like about the Anastasia movie, that design for Anastasia is, like, I had, like, a massive crush when I was a child. I knew it. I, I I'm knew not gonna it. lie. I'm not gonna lie. I like that I movie. It. I'm not someone who hates that movie. I just am willing to, as someone who's seen it enough times in other Don Bluth movies, my biggest problem with it is a bit too much of a Disney movie. But with the parts where it breaks out into a Don Bluth movie is awesome. <laughs> mm -hmm. it, it feels like a compromised vision at times. Yeah. Except for the train sequence. The train sequence is awesome. It's very good. Yeah. It's a good movie. I will be the first to say it's a good movie, but it is not his best work. But that's more of a statement because Secret of Nim is really fucking good. It, you know, it's like... What's your favorite Del Toro movie? Golly, probably Pacific Rim. But would you say that's his best movie? I don't fucking know. 
I mean, I, 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 okay. We, we know the answer to that it's Pan's Labyrinth, mostly because. I mean, Pan's Labyrinth is beautiful, but it's like, I I think it depends on, like, best. It's like, which one did I enjoy the most? I enjoyed, I I loved Pan's Labyrinth. I enjoyed Pacific Rim the most. But, but it's, it's, I, I feel like best is, it's, it's tough. I mean, the, the other, the other thing about Anastasia, it, to me, is that it definitely feels like a lot of studio interference happened with that movie. Yeah. And like, I would, I would love to ask if I was given like a time to talk to Don Bluth about his movies. The first mm-hmm. thing I would ask you of it, of him is, uh, which one's his favorite that he worked on? Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I'm curious to see what he would say now. Yeah. But the second one I would ask is, you know, especially in the nineties, because he, because the thing we're kind of like been dancing around is the dip in quality of his movies from we'll get there. 1989 into the nineties. Cause like, let, let's go back over again. Secret of Nim. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. An American tale. Great. I, uh, uh, this is also the point where it's like, yes, I am the Jewish one here. So of course I have an attachment to that. Oh yeah. Makes sense. Somewhere. Out there, there. Sardo's really pissed at me. Pissed? I just... (laughs) I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It was just funny. I let let the joke stand. But, you know, Land Before Time, banger. If scarring. Absolutely scarred probably both of us and my older sister and probably my younger sister too. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, All dogs go to heaven. I still think it's a great movie, but it's very much, you have to understand this is a very Christian movie. I I want to also say All Dogs Go to Heaven is kind of a transitional point in Bluth's work because... I agree. I feel like All Dogs Go to Heaven was good, was successful in a lot of points, but it also starts the stage where shit starts to get kind of, kind of weird. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it. This, this is like okay. Also, we need to talk about how in the sequel you go from Burt Reynolds to Charlie Sheen, and that's really funny. Very funny. Very funny. You know what? I need to watch Anastasia again. It's been a long time since I watched it. I probably appreciate it more now. I I think I'm a little defensive of Anastasia because that was a movie that Baby Sardo really loved. That one, little, little baby. Okay, so fun fact that I know what you're about to say. That's the one that you grew up watching a lot on repeat. You you know put the the VHS in, play it, then you hit the rewind, do it again. Yes. And that one was at my cousin's house. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, these were my my mother's side, so they were only like 14 blocks away. Mm-hmm. So I didn't watch it as often as say. A land before time. Also, like my history brain gets turned on, and like he wasn't a wizard; he was a humunculus. <laughs> how else could you explain how he was refused to die that one time? I mean, it makes sense. But yeah, no, I think we we need to watch Anastasia together, just because we should. I, I probably I think I I think we'll have a lot of time. I like that movie. It's definitely, like, the most... Like, I think the thing I dislike about it the most is that it feels the most Disney. Of See his, that. Of his... Po- and mind you, that's because that's what the studio wanted. Yes. And I feel like, I, like I said, if I got a chance to ask him and I asked if he... It, is Anastasia the movie you wanted it to be? Because I think if I asked him that, he would probably be like, no, I'm proud of it, but I wish I could have, like, another go at it and make it more the movie I wanted it to be. Yeah, this is not Don Bluth flexing his full creative muscle. It, it's it, it's actually at its best when it's mostly about Rasputin. Because <laughs> then it's it gets true. weird. Because, like, Don Bluth movies get weird and kind of creepy in like the fu- like in a way that I can re- I'm surprised we did not talk about this during our childhood spookums episode. Yeah. Did we? Well, I like, don't remember. That that was months we ago. We did not. We did not. Okay, but like on. the I I distinctly remember 
The Rasputin stuff, I, I don't think if you had asked little Sardo at the time, it's like, what was your favorite part of the movie? I It wouldn't have been that. I would have said it was Once Upon a December. I love that whole scene. I, st I still love no, that, that whole scene. That scene is great. Like, that also but, is, like, the other half of Don Bluth, where he yeah. gets very serious in his work. And it's it was so good. But, like, the in the dark of the night, it it just all the the imagery of it and the Rasputin character and kind of what he what Bluth chose to do with him, it just this is I'm struggling to find a way to accurately describe this, but Strauss, you might understand what I'm talking about. It it hit this little kind of like mental funny bone for me yeah. where it's like uh, 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 there's also, a lot of modern uh, current Sardo that you can find in that movie. I, yes, it, it resonated with yeah. me, I think. And, like, to me, I think my problem with that movie is the parts that are good are really good in that movie. Mm hmm But the parts that are not as good are very much just... Hegazaria is trying so hard. Yeah, he's trying his damnedest. It, 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 it definitely feels like... The problem is that movie came out in, uh... 1997. Mm-hmm. And by that point, Disney had was having its renaissance in some of its best movies ever. And you feel it. He can't compete. It, it but can, he can not, try. It's not even that he can't compete. It's just that now the studio is making him try to not, not and, be and Don like, Bluth and be Disney. You can, you can try to compete with Disney at, at the expense of your own creative desire. But it's you're never gonna be Disney because Disney is Disney. You're just gonna ring as a hollow imitation, and you're better off just being Don Bluth. Yeah, it it I it just feels like they like you did Disney Don Donnie, you could do it, and he's just like uh, okay, you're paying but, me but a lot of money like to the, do it. <laughs> and and the thing is that Don Bluth is quoted as saying that the major reason he left Disney is because he found the work there boring. Yeah, and it, it and... also kind of makes sense that Anastasia was one of the last few mo movies he made. Mm-hmm. Because, like, that's the point where the studio started basically doing pulling a Walt and being like, I'm in charge, do what we say. And it's so sad because, like, that's what the guy broke away from Disney to get to. Yeah, and and, and mind you, I think also part of the reason why why uh, Fox was starting to get kind of fed up with him was also because, uh, let's be honest, mm -hmm. uh, he his from nineteen ninety one to ninety five, his movies did not do great. <laughs> no, they were not financially very successful or very good or very good um Rock-a-doodle's bad titan ae god bless him don was really swinging i have a for the story fences. about titan ae are you ready for the second half of strauss talks about his siblings again fill me in What's okay up? i have i have a, i saw titan ae in the theaters mm -hmm. in 2000 Little boy Strauss was had little skeletal Strauss was watching with his with his father mm -hmm. and his younger and his little sister. And I remember yeah. this movie for I don't remember a lot about what happened in Titan A.E., but I remember the fallout of what happened at, with my younger sister in this movie. I want you, Sardo, to come up with the idea of where this story is going to go involving my sister. OK, let's go. I, I want you to just take a wild guess mm -hmm. on what possibly happened in, during this this screening of Titan AE. More accurately, what happened afterwards. I want you to just guess. Okay. Uh, you're, you have the floor. Um. Delight your creative create create creativity. I can English. <laughs> <laughs> creativity. My creativity. Right. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna flex my creatine to its fullest potential. Hell here. yeah! Uh, with without a whole lot of context. Um. Your sister met Don Bluth. I don't know. No. Okay. 
So here's what happened. My the movie was too loud, so my little sister and she's like four, by the way, at this uh-huh. point. Uh-huh. Uh put her milk duds in her ears as earplugs. <laughs> so we had to my my poor father, the doctor, had to like we had to go to my aunt's house. And use like tweezers to pull them out. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's I beautiful. I want like I I knew you were not gonna get it, but that is what happened. I, well, you gave me no context. How could I possibly know? That's, well, that's yeah, a great but, story. Though. Yeah, it's a great story. It's also funny because it's the I think it's the only time I can remember like watching a Don Bluth film in the theater. And that makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense because you and I were, were, were we were born in the same year. Yes. Outside of Anastasia, the only other the only other theatrical release we would have saw potentially is like The Pebble and the Penguin, but we were like 3 at the time. Yeah. And the other one is Titan AE. That's it. So our options are are two. And it's either Anastasia, which you may have seen in the theaters, maybe not. I don't know. I don't remember seeing it. I don't remember seeing it either. (laughs) So I can only remember one, and that's his last theatrical movie. Mm Mm-hmm. And, oh, is Titan A.E. okay? (laughs) I want to say, like, I can't find it in my heart to really dislike titan ae because i I don't think it's bad i don't dislike it but boy is it okay i think is the right word to put it it's it's very mid it it, it, mid is accurate it is it's not his worst movie no not that we meant like what would you say is his worst movie I'm going to say uh probably a troll in central park just because it at least rocket doodle was something kind of I I'm always going to give points for trying something a little different a little maybe unconventional I think and I think a troll in central park was his most paint by numbers yeah I think a troll. A, the problem with the troll in Central Park is that it, it is the most Don Bluth movie made for like tiny children, and in the, and I mean that in the insulting way, because like there are things made for small children that are good. Yeah, like A Land Before Time is meant for the same audience and is much better. Yeah, and way more scarring. <laughs> Whoops. Like, there's, there's plenty of stuff that it's like. You can make something for kids and not talk down to them. Yeah. Whereas this feels like, you know what a troll Central Park reminds you of? It reminds, you remember the movies your parents would get to like babysit you for an hour while they like yeah. went to cook dinner? That's what a troll in Central Park feels like. And it's not like Anastasia, which would come two, like, three years afterwards, which, like, felt like effort was put into it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it, it, it feel, it felt like, it felt like it's like, we need to get Dom DeLuise a movie, and, um, uh, uh, here you go. (laughs) Dom really needs to pay the rent. Let's, let's get something for old Dommy. (laughs) God, I forgot Uh... that Rocketoodle looks like, is such an Elvis-looking character. And not in a good way. <laughs> back back in the day when like Elvis stuff was really apparently a thing kids loved. Was that ever a thing? I don't think it actually was. I think N- not since the nineteen fifties and sixties. <laughs> I think throughout history, creators of children's media have tried to gaslight kids into thinking they really love Elvis impersonations. <laughs> I think the problem is, and I think that's one of those things where it's like, you're an adult, and it's just like, this is the music you grew up on, Mm -hmm. and you're like, imparting that onto children, and sometimes it goes really well, and it's like, rock, school of rock. I just can't wait to become 
a popular children's movie director and do my entire animated movie vehicle based entirely on the music of 100 Gex. <laughs> or Gex. Kids will love it. <laughs> yeah. Toddlers will love 100 Gex yeah. the musical. Like, I think the problem is, like, d like, Don Bluth made movies for children, but then he also made movies for, like, small children, and those are usually his worst movies. And... <laughs> A Troll in Central Park is the Coco Melon of Don Bluth movies. Yes. Yes, it is. And then Anastasia's like, oh, maybe he's back on the uptick. And then he makes Titan AE, and then he makes no other movies. He yeah. tried. In a weird way, uh, Titan AE was foreshadowing. And you don't know what I mean by that? Do tell. You remember that uh, Disney released uh, the sci-fi Treasure Island movie? <laughs> I remember that movie. I liked that movie. It's it's not bad, but it's also like it's no one's favorite Disney movie. <laughs> it's not. It's I mean, it's somebody's, movie, but it's it's not. It, it's like if you if we were to poll a thousand people, it would. It, it, I would be surprised if we get to like anything above like five percent. It's like it's a good movie, but it's not a lot of people's favorite. No, I think more people would go to bat for. Atlantis before they go to bat, bat for Treasure Planet. Well, yeah, because Atlantis had like the super hot girl. Which one? Well, several super hot girls. There it yeah, is. <laughs> I'm like, Sardo. I mean, there were multiple super hot girls. Listen, people liked Atlantis because we like women. It's true. If you love women, you're going to love Atlantis. You're also going to probably like Anastasia if you are very much into a very annoyed lady. Who is stuck I, with a very annoying guy who's kind of hot. I fucking called it, though. It's like, Anastasia seems like she'd be a straw girl. <laughs> and is. I was right. I, I, it's, it's the hair. The hair. It's, the hair, the part where she has the hat on and she's trying to disguise yeah. herself. God, she's. It's, she's it's the blonde. hair. And it's like the, the spunky, feisty. There is kinda. one joke from that movie, by the way, that will never leave my mind. Oh. And you know which one it is. Hmm. Grandmother! <laughs> it is <laughs> I! Anastasia! <laughs> like, I love that. I... I, I think Anastasia is, like, a good example of, like, he tried so hard to make that movie as good as it could be with as much studio interference as possible, and boy howdy did he try. It's... Anastasia's at its best when it's when the when the bluthiness comes through. Yes. I'm, I'm creating a word. I'm creating a word. It is bluthiness. Well, I and think that the is... uh, proper term for it is when the author comes through. Yes, but I'm I'm specifically his, his, here. There it, is in this case his specific bluthiness. There, there's a very specific Don Bluth flavor, and we're calling it bluthiness. Yeah, when the bluthness is coming. It absolutely feel it, it when it feels like a Bluth movie. It's very good, but it, the problem is then there's like the part where it's trying to be a Disney movie, and you can tell he's starting to lose interest. And it's like Don, Don, stick with us here, Don. And it, which is a shame because I feel like as a creative person, mm -hmm. he is so talented. And, and he he is, obviously. Now he's re basically retired, which is fine. Like, Well-deserved retirement, because... Damn. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, he was almost in this industry for 50 fucking years, so... Yeah. <laughs> he started in he 1959, so there we go. He worked for Disney. It in the like, 50s. You know, the, the man deserves to hang up his hat and the call it a day. The man worked with Walt Disney. Not, like... Worked for Disney. He worked for Walt Disney. <laughs> the Walt Disney. Yeah. And he, you know, he deserved, like, after Tiny AE flopped, I'm pretty sure he's just like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, fair. That's fair. Oh. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But, uh, retire. Yeah. I feel like uh, the the end point of this episode is that we're probably going to watch Anastasia at some point in the near future or after this. <laughs> I'd, I'd say that's likely, yeah. 
But I, I feel like when it comes to Don Bluth, the, the, the sad part is Rockadoodle marks the point where his movies get noticeably worse. Jumps back up a little bit with Thumbelina, which is not a great movie. But it's Thumbelina fine. makes some choices. <laughs> you want to talk about those choices? Go for it, Sardo. Um, I want to talk about Gilbert Gottfried as the Beatle. Go for um, it. Just, I, I'm giving you the floor for the next, like, five minutes. <laughs> Just say I, whatever I you want. I can't Gilbert Gottfried is the Beatle for five minutes. <laughs> well, you have five minutes. You don't have to use all of them. <laughs> um, There's a lot of it, I think. Thumbelina is the world's most unaddressed reverse harem anime. Uh, There are so many different hostile woodland creatures, and they are all trying to marry Thumbelina. There are frog titties. Strauss, do you remember the frog yes, titties? Yes, I do. <laughs> you remember the frog titties. Of course um, <laughs> Thumbelina was not that bad. I, I think oh, no, I don't think it's bad. It's just, it's very... Surreal. It's, it's a very weird movie. It, it's a very surreal I would say movie. the difference between, like, what's wrong with Thumbelina versus what's wrong with, like, Rockadoodle or a troll in Central Park is that, like... Those movies aren't good. There's something inherently bad about them. They're just not good. Thumbelina is yeah. weird. Thumbelina is a really weird movie. Thumbelina gets real weird with it. And Thumbelina. I mean... <laughs> Thumbelina. Yeah, I, that that's stuck. That that's a memory locked in my brain forever. Also, I just want to say, as somebody who, unfortunately, I'm I'm going to make. An unflattering confession. You're you're gonna learn something new about me today. Ooh, exciting! Uh, it's 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 nothing interesting. But as somebody who spent a a good portion of their young teenage years watching YouTube and watching a lot of media critique stuff, I want to say, you know, fuck Doug Walker for a lot of reasons, but also like. Fuck him for, I think, keeping an unnecessary amount of shit on Don Bluth's less successful, more weird stuff. Because, I don't know, I remember... I remember that really... Yes, I used to watch The Nostalgia Critic hey, when, when I was not, a little bit. You're not alone here, now. don't worry about it. <laughs> but it's I, like, no, I actually, don't, don't worry about it, because when I was doing it, I was like 20. So I have more to be right. I have more to be embarrassed about, okay? I I think the the early 20s are some of the stupidest human years to be alive. This is true. I I think I was at my peak level of stupidity when I was 21. So, Probably. it's okay. But, yeah, but, it's just... Keep going. Fuck, fuck Doug Walker for that. Also for many other reasons, but, many but for this in particular... <laughs> In this very specific context, also fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Um, because, like, I don't know. Looking back on it, it's like... Don Bluth did some stuff that was, you know, maybe a little unconventional, but... You gotta give the guy some credit for swinging outside the fences. I don't know. I... I think we look a little too unkindly on Don Bluth. I think... I think part of the problem is if you like watch them in or order of release, mm -hmm. it's like the last movie before Don Bluth hits the nineties is all dogs go to heaven, which is, I would say of his eighties work, his worst movie. Yeah. Specifically I, of his, I'd say that's fair, which is more of a statement about the rest of the 80 of his eighties. Like secret of Nim, an American tale land before time, three straight in a row though those are that's three straight bangers of a, of films those are all classics it's true. it's true it's just lordy lord 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 just once he hits the 90s it's it, it's it's a bit of a problem it's 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 a bumpy bumpy area yeah. with like the high point being Anastasia, which is you know a solid a good movie, movie. It's, but, but a, it's not his. It's not it's not the bluthiest movie it could have been. 
It is Don Bluth restrained. It's Don Bluth trying to make a Disney Renaissance movie while probably not wanting to do that. <laughs> it it is yeah, it's it's Don Bluth under a lot of creative control that is not necessarily helpful or conducive to his best work. It feels like he should have, like, like I said, I would have loved to have a version of that movie that's just like, what would Don Bluth have done if he, it's like, you have to make an Anastasia Princess movie, you gotta do it, but you get to do whatever uh, the fuck you feel like. Such a fucking banger. God, we should have had that. Yeah. This is how you know the universe is unfair. It's true. And... I guess on that note, I want to make one last statement. Uh, you want to dress the... as Dimitri? <laughs> the the only, the only true genders in the Don Bluth cinematic universe and in all other universes are girl, attractive man with a center part, villain with big teeth, and Dom DeLuise character. <laughs> And that's all I have to say on that. Uh, you just don't want to admit that we are Vlad and Dimitri from that movie specifically. We are. We are. <laughs> you just don't want to admit that that's what's really going on here. I'm I'm the annoying fucker with a center part. You're the cool one. No, I I'm the goofier sidekick I'm man. Who goes, oh, I love Vlad. and played by Kelsey Grammer. I love Vlad and his thick lady girlfriend. Oh, like, remember her to be. I don't, I don't remember. We're going to need to watch that movie. Yeah. We might be doing this once we're done. There's a <laughs> there is a good 30 percent chance that that's happening tonight. There is a non-zero chance. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm saying if it does happen, I we're not shocked. <laughs> But yeah, I, I'm sad that, like, I wish Don Bluth had gotten to do more of what, like, I, I don't, I don't know what he wanted to do. Maybe this is what he wanted, all what he wanted to do. I think part I, of it is, he... like, I think I get what you're going for, which is you yeah. wish he got to do exactly what he wanted every single time, or at least in general. Yeah, yeah I mean, I wish he'd been a little more unfettered. When it came to his creative control. Yeah. And and the downside is the wheels don't always let you do that. I guess that's when... I believe that's around the time when Spiel, he stopped working directly with Spielberg. And, you know, yeah. Spielberg had, like, a lot of say from the 80s into the 90s at, at Fox. It's true. And, like, there's a reason why an American tale was made. Because... Spielberg's like, we're going to make movies about my ancestors now, and you can't stop me. Oh, yeah. But I I don't know. I, I really like Don Bluth. I think he's... I wish he'd, he'd gotten to do more. I, I, I'm talking about the guy like he's dead. But, yeah. I mean, I... I, I wish... Bluth, I think... What you're saying and what both of us are probably thinking is that we wish he had one last shot to make one more good movie. Yeah. Like, we just wish his last movie wasn't the movie that it was. <laughs> I I think that's a fair statement. <laughs> because Lord Howdy... Is his last movie, Titan A.E. It's... Yeah. It's a movie. It is it's certainly a movie. A, a movie. Not even the best movie. Also, um, as a last aside, Don Bluth didn't just make movies. He also dabbled a little bit in okay. video games. Yeah, I'm surprised we went this long without talking about Dragon's Lair. Now, let's talk about Dragon's Lair. Also funny because uh, Don Bluth, the the man of the Latter-day Saints, good old Mormon Don Bluth, rotoscoped a porn actress for this 
for this game, and I think that's funny. I don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, okay, I have a fun question. Huh? Do you know who made this game? Not Don Bluth who did the animation, but who funded it? Ubisoft? No, it was Advanced Microcomputer Systems, AMS. Oh. I didn't know that. And and the important thing is we need to talk about Rick Dyer. Mm Mm-hmm. Because Rick Dyer would make the Halcyon, a, a system that never managed to do what he wanted he wanted it to do. Mm-hmm. It it like there's a there's a history to that to that, like, it's a fascinating thing. <laughs> the world is a fascinating place. But yeah, Dragon's Lair, very awesome. Have you ever played it? <laughs> I've I've never gotten the chance to play it. I've watched a lot of other people play it but i have never gotten the chance to play it. have you played it i don't think i've ever i think i don't think i've ever actually played it played it mm-hmm. but uh i've always felt that and my, my issue with the game is that you can only really play it once <laughs> But it's cool. Uh, he also did Space Ace. It seems very cool. Space Ace. Yeah, that that he did. Uh, well, there there was two. There was more than one Dragon Slayer game. There was Dragon Slayer Two. There's Space Ace, which is the space version of it. Mm-hmm. it it's the same thing, basically. Yeah. There's Dragon Slayer Three D. He also helped make a game called I Ninja, which I've never heard of. Which, okay, let me put it this way. If I haven't heard of your game, that's bad. <laughs> it's definitely obscure. Okay, I've... <laughs> it's funny, I'm looking at the article for this now. I've seen this somewhere before. I, this is... I know I've seen this. But I just don't fucking remember where. Which one? I Ninja. Yeah, no, it looks. You might have. You know what it, it it probably is. You probably saw it on a shelf in like a blockbuster video. That might be it. Sounds like it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that is Don Bluth, and our thoughts are. When he was at his bluthiest, boy, howdy, was he great. He did a great job. Don Bluth was definitely pretty instrumental in my art interest as a little tiny baby Sardo. <laughs> and also probably scarred us for life at one point. Oh, yes, and I appreciate and that. And many other children in America. And honestly, what's not to love? Thank you, Don Bluth, for being you. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, Sardo, uh, before we finish up, uh, what the hell have you been watching? Ah, uh, I just recently picked up Hannibal, the, uh, the, the, the TV series with Mads Mikkelsen. I, I watched it, like, back forever ago, but it's like, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna take a look at this again. Uh, the first couple episodes good I, I i like mads he's entertaining it's i don't know i think it's fine <laughs> it's well, fine. what have you been watching uh i haven't been watching much but i uh i picked up fight cade again and been playing some street fighter 3 very nice who uh, do you main i i main makoto which uh, once again oh uh, mm-hmm. yeah hi strauss mm-hmm. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you can say go ahead say it mm-hmm. don't don't <laughs> lie to me <laughs> You and your Strauss girls. It's fun because she gets to punch people. It's true. And he goes, Chesto, which doesn't mean anything, by the way. That's just... It's not. We we just both... an exclamation. Yeah, it's just an exclamation. It's doing what you do when you punch people. Yeah. 
Everybody I know it. your type. I hate, I hate, the one worst thing about my type being known is everyone starts figuring it out so fast. <laughs> it's not even like I'm a mad, it's like I'm mad thing. It's just like, it's sort of like, great, I've been figured out. Everyone knows my, my weaknesses. I now have it's, to, I now have to zag. I've been zigging too long. It's the mortifying ordeal of being known. <laughs> And there's many times where I've been seen, but very, but it's also apparently super easy to be known. <laughs> and you also picked up recently something that's pretty popular right now. Oh yeah. How's, how's Baldur's Gate three? It's been good. It's been good. Um, it is an excellent CRPG of the Baldur's Gate. It took a thousand years for it to come out. By the way, did you remember that when this game was originally announced, what console event it was attached to? I have no clue. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm, I'll give you a hint. It is not anyone that, if you know someone who owns one of these, you know like five. You know one of the five people who owned it. I my obscure console knowledge is lacking. You're it's gonna not have even to. obscure. It was the Stadia. Sardo, it was announced at a Stadia event. That's so sad. <laughs> and also really funny. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was announced on a Stadia event back like four years ago. Like back that... in like 2016. And it's just so funny to me. That is so silly. Google Stadia. You know, everyone's favorite fight favorite platform for video games the the unbelievably popular google stadia <laughs> uh, i remember when i was told that by a friend and i had i just had to laugh that that's it's really funny i wouldn't have guessed that i i i'm not surprised that you wouldn't because when was the last time anyone thought of Google Stadia. Well, to be real, I forgot that Google Stadia even existed. So, in fairness, there we Sardo, go. Hmm. And in your defense, so did Google. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I made you feel some high emotions today. <laughs> this this has been a roller coaster of a of a discussion. <laughs> uh, you're in a glass case of emotions right now. <laughs> This this is gone places, and it's been great. We should uh, go. But... Let's go watch some bird videos, Sardo. Let's watch some bird. <laughs> anyway, but folks, I... this has been us. Uh, God, you're gonna draw us as the guys from Anastasia now, but you're gonna be mad at me. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. I, I'm. Uh... I'm not gonna. <laughs> That's what this thumbnail's gonna be this week. I'm I'm not gonna say yes and I'm not gonna say no either. I'm I'm just I'm not going to answer that for the time being. I'm gonna let that be up to you to decide. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have fun here, guys. Indeed. Anyway, folks, that's Sardo. You can follow him at at Autopsy Garlands, Marquee Belial for the art account. He'll be streaming later today on this Monday because this comes out on a Monday. It's true. The I'll... two of us will probably talk about the fact that you got annoyed at me today and it's been really funny. <laughs> you, you, you drew the angry eyebrows on yourself today. <laughs> I did. It I happens did. to us all. It was going to happen one of these days. I'm glad it's over Anastasia. Like... Something this proves our friendship is real because it's over the most innocuous bullshit. <laughs> of of all things. It's like, no, no, we couldn't pick anything high-minded. You know, Don Bluth's Anastasia. I refuse to be high-minded. Except for when talking about Neil Breen, apparently. Yes, that's my one exception. <laughs> the one true exception. I'm Strauss. You can find me at Almighty Strauss on all platforms, except the ones where it doesn't. But I will be, I keep my avatars the same except for on Tumblr, which I haven't changed since 2015. Stress is easy to spot. Yeah. You and, have branding. Uh, yeah, I have branding. I'll be streaming on Twitch Persona 5 with Sardo on Tuesday. 
tomorrow. Yeah. Where you will have to deal with the Morgana voice. <laughs> it's part of your life now. If, it, if you watch those streams, oh you just God. gotta get used to it. The worst part is we we were doing it earlier. <laughs> we do it. We, it's how we talk to each other now. It's that bird noises and random bullshit. <laughs> this is our friendship. What what can I say, Joker? It's just it's it's a habit. It's a habit I found myself in. I can't break the habit, Joker. I'm breaking the habit, Joker. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. We're gonna go do this for like the next twenty minutes minimum. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out, Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>